Litterbug, so, litterbug, shame on you. <laughs> Look at the terrible yeah. things you do. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a Labor Day episode, Labor Day weekend episode of TMNT Shellcast. We're going to be reviewing episode, uh, or season three, episode 17, Turtles, Turtles Everywhere. This is episode 35 of the podcast. I'm your host today, Chris, John alongside. John, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for asking. You are welcome. And Andrew, also co-piloting. Andrew, how are you? I'm great. You want to know why? Thanks, John. Uh, Yeah, well, two things happened this week. One, Mutant Mayhem dropped on digital on Friday, the 1st of September. So I've since purchased that, and it's been watched in my household twice already. So there's that. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I think it was Thursday, the 31st, was the Shredder's Revenge downloadable content update as well. And uh, Chris, I don't know if you want to share with the listening audience what we have in store for them with regards to that. Yeah. So we are in the process of, and I think Andrew has completed a test run, of recording ourselves playing uh, Shredder's Revenge, the new DLC, which I downloaded I think I might have got duped because Andrew mentioned today that it was $7 and I paid 23 for something. You so got, I don't know what you, I downloaded. You bought the game. You bought the game again. Well, listen, I love bundle. Turtles so much. I thought that might be the case. And in my head, I was like, well, Nintendo wouldn't let me buy it twice. So I must be getting extra DLC. So <laughs> I think, but either way, yeah, coming to you soon. Uh, we're, we're gaming. Can I get some W's in the chat for the stream code? Yeah, and in fact, it may actually be out uh, by the time you're listening to this episode, perhaps. It will be a YouTube exclusive. So just keep that in mind. We'll uh, send it out on social media. But very excited to add that dynamic to the pod. Yeah. And we're going to debut a new segment this episode of the podcast. So... I mean, it may be Labor Day weekend and people taking time off. We are putting work in on the podcast and elsewhere. So very exciting episode. Maybe not so much the episode itself, but everything that's going to go along with it. So out of the gate, we're going to do what we always do. And we're going to do the pizza punishment. I lost last week's pizza poll. Uh, John, can you remind everybody what kind of pizza I had? Yes. So you had a, I believe it was a, a very well-liked pizza. It was red onion, onion, and pepperoni. Yes. And I made a pledge to the listeners that I would hand-make this pizza. And hand-make this pizza I have done. So don't be fooled by the orangey color. Look at that bottom crust. Piece of pepperoni. A rogue Roni just fell off. Yeah. That'll <laughs> you, the dog will get that. Is that homemade dough? No. This is store bought. And I'm going to give a shout out here. I've been putting it in the family text group. I'm a big Y guy now. Their pizza setup 
in their little deli pizza prep area is this is pre-made. It was just the dough. I formed the dough. This is garlic infused pizza dough. Mm. Ooh, I do remember so, Big Y having a solid pizza dough set up. I do remember they had that. a whole cooler pizza dough sauce, yeah. pepperoni pre-sliced. I only bought the pre-dough. I sliced all the pepperoni. I sliced the onions. There's a whole onion across this entire pizza. Two whole onions. It's hard to tell. This is an infamous Kazanovich sheet tray pizza. The much desired corner slice for extra crispiness. Very nice. So while you guys talk, I, I'm going to take a bite. Yeah, I'm not sure that I would consider that homemade. What? Is, is it's homemade. You're that... thinking scratch made, John, which we yeah. had this debate no. about your pies like John's stupid pies. five or six years ago. Yeah. I said, yeah. You said you made it from and scratch I, and you did I said, yeah, it was from scratch. Yeah, just because I literally it was just canned pumpkin puree. Which is half the ingredients of the pie. No. Okay. Anyway, this well, homemade pizza, not scratch made. Before you very delicious. I just want to remind the listening audience, I did use a power up uh, last week. So that's what landed Chris on the pepperoni, onion, and red onion pizza. He, I think, originally landed on ground beef, and I respawned yes. him because he did not want a basic pizza, and I respawned him, and he got this one. So you're welcome, Chris. Thank you, Andrew, because, listen, we've talked about it before. I love onion on a pizza. We can never have too much onion. I, I thin, I mandolin sliced the onion. Wow. So thin that it basically melted into the sauce, and it is delicious. So this pizza, not to pat myself on the back, I would give, I would pay $8.72 for this pizza. I did have a flaw where I would have preferred to brush the crust with a little olive oil before I put it in the oven. I didn't do that, so it came out a little pale. Also, just a little thin on the bottom crust. Would have been, this is a little cold, so it's it's holding up, but out of the oven, bit of a mess. Mm. So, shout out to me. The second homemade pizza this show has ever seen. Very nice. Very nice. I, I've learned with the store-bought pizza dough, it's usually a pound. Um, it really is not meant for, like, a full-size sheet tray. Um, no. You got to go, like, more rustic and just not go all the way to the corners is what I've I've learned in my years of homemade pizza. So you win some, you lose some, but that looks great. Uh, two onions. I was, that's what I was going to ask you is how many onions you put on that bad boy. You can't, you can never have enough. I was a little nervous. I think that may have factored into the floppy crust because a lot of moisture being released out of those bad boys. That's what I was going to say is I love onion on pizza, but I feel like you almost have to like bake it or somehow cook it beforehand to help suck that moisture out because it, usually just makes like a soggy soggy mess if you put too much on there yeah but i did i was trying to plan ahead i hand crushed the tomatoes for the sauce and then i took a little of the liquid out because i didn't want john listen this is where john knows nothing about pizza because if you know anything about one of the greatest pizza joints in the world defaro pizza in brooklyn they only use hand-crushed San Marzano tomatoes for their sauce. Is that what you did? 
Yes, it is what I did because I studied at the foot of the master. Shout out. I forget his name, but he's dead now. He just died recently. So that's how you do it. You learn from the greatest. He's the splinter to my Leo. Mm. Very nice. I think I, I saw that. Um, was that on a TV show? Like a, it was uh, on like Bizarre Foods or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I even wrote down, because he also uses a special type of uh, flour, like a specific sifted flour size um, as well. So kudos. Kudos to that. Well done. Thank you. Now, unless anybody has any objections, we will move into the episode recap. Okay. This episode, again, not my favorite, but we'll get through it. So we open... Uh, and we're in the middle of a newscast. Well, newscast prep. So we've got Vern and April out in the streets. And they're standing in front of what looks to be, I would say, where Dracula might live. <laughs> but it's not Dracula's house. It's actually the new garbage dump of the future. And they're about to do a news story on this dump. Meanwhile, sorry, Hubert was trying to get some pizza. Uh, who is with them, Andrew, out in the field? Who's hiding? Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep. So they're kind of lurking behind the Channel 6 news van, and they whip out the crane communicator, which is the first we've seen that they have this by themselves, and they call back to Shredder at the Technodrome, and he says, hey, what did I tell you to do up there? I told you to tail that news crew and figure out what they're up to. So that's exactly what they're there to do. They're there to stalk April and Vern and figure out what they're doing. Which is like, why? What's the point of that? Like, they can just get the news via the news, right? Yeah, Crane loves watching April's stories down in the uh, Technodrome. Yeah. So I was a little, I, I was a little confused as well, and I was excited though. <clears throat> Um, that it is a a dump because I don't know if you guys remember these bad boys, mm. but these are things that you may find in the trash or at a dump. These are called little hug root barrels. Yeah, saw these also known as teenies. Is that what we they're called? Them teenies. We call them teeny. It might have been a different brand, but we called them teenies yeah. back in the day. So they're still kicking. I got these at Walmart. I got red because it's Wrath. I'll be drinking it. Uh, but yeah, I just feel felt like the need to share I can that. Still taste it on my tongue. Yeah, everyone knows the correct way to open that is to take your canine tooth and just puncture a hole right in the lid. Yeah, I remember cutting the sides of my lips on those things. Yeah, those things were a nice cold teeny, mm. delicious. That's when you know summer hit. Yeah, yeah. I think these are. Um, the same juice they use for freeze pops and they just put them in this barrel instead of uh, into the tube. So shout out to summer 1996. Yeah. And little known fact, you can actually eat that barrel. It's made of wax. <laughs> Similar to the wax Coke bottles. You can eat that. So watch out. Thank you, John. All right, so April and Vern, they start their broadcast. And back at the turtle lair, Splinter and Mikey are watching this TV, and they see April, and Mikey jumps up, and he starts running back to the bedroom to wake up the other turtles to let them know that 
there's an important thing. They need to rush to the TV to see it's an emergency. And they all run out there and they're like, what the fuck, Mikey? That's just April reporting on the dump. If we wanted to figure out what a dump is like, they should just come here because this turtle layer is a fucking mess. There's <laughs> garbage everywhere. Yeah, they it's gotten a little bit unruly in the turtle layer. Yeah, and nobody mentioned the casual just backflip Mikey does out of his seated chair to then alert his brothers. Like, that's a fucking badass move for a ninja, any ninja, yeah. but never mind a ninja turtle. It's also, you know, it's like Splinter and Mikey, they were up early just watching some TV together, getting a little bonding time while everyone else was snoozing. Yeah, that's early or up late. Which one do you think? Oh, good question. I, I would just assume it was early, but I don't know. I don't know either. I was trying to remember what the backdrop for the newscast was, if it was like light or dark. But I I would I would guess night cream? because isn't she like the evening news reporter? I think morning because the trucks were going out as Chris will get to. And as everyone knows, sanitation engineers are early morning birds. Ooh. Well, John, that might be a correct assumption if these trucks were in fact driven by real people. So as April continues her report and we see all these automated garbage trucks rolling in and out of this dump of the future, they're big red, there's hundreds of them, and we see that they're not actually operated by any people, but they're all robotic. So they have this little, what looks to be like a laser guidance system that zeroes in on the trash, and then these robot arms with hands come out, and they pick up the trash, and they buzz around the city, and it's fantastic. And honestly, it reminds me of some things you would probably see today going on with the self-driving cars. So... Shout out to the animators way ahead of their time. But as they're watching this report, the turtles are like, you know what? We need to clean up because it's a mess, as we've said. And if these trucks can do it, we can do it. So Leo kind of spurs up a cleaning party to get all the turtles to work. Yeah, so as we've seen, it's either a crystal episode or a robot episode. We've got a robot one in... in uh this one so far so excited to see you know sh we've had some good robots show up uh mac we had rex one which is a, i think a throwback to season two maybe um didn't we just have a guy recently oh yeah the uh the security guard outside of mile, the high, mile tower. high towers so we'll see how that transpires leo big kiss ass this episode he's like rah rah we gotta clean it up um which the little montage of them cleaning, I actually enjoyed. I thought might have been one of the better scenes in this whole episode, which isn't saying much about this episode. It reminded me of when, like, is there anything better than doing chores and just blasting some music? Dancing yeah, around while you doing chores? sweep or... Well, if, you know, doing chores, you have to do it. Yeah. I agree with that. If That's you're going to do a chore, if you have to if you have to do a chore, you have to have some music on. It's nice to or, have a whole fucking team of people doing chores too, like that's a great feeling. Like when you have like a whole fucking herd cleaning shit up. What might be better than listening to music is listening to this podcast. While you're doing Which some chores. You can find on every major podcast platform and YouTube. 
So uh, check that out. We're also social media at TMNT Shellcast. You can find us on TikTok where the pizza poll is and occasionally a fucking hilarious video, which John had posted last week. Check it out. It's a uh, little splinter uh, based video. And I was laughing. I don't laugh out loud typically, but I was actually (laughs) laughing out loud on that one. Um, We're also on X, uh, which, or, you know, the social media app formerly known as Twitter, which according to Chris is making a comeback, except good thing we moved the polls to TikTok because now you have to be a Twitter blue in order to vote in polls. Did you see that? Yeah. That's fucking wild. I'll never pay for Twitter. That's a promise. Yeah. (laughs) And neither will team until T shellcast, but we are also on Instagram, which is my domain. I've been dropping some turtle Tuesdays, uh, some action figure based post uh we got a whole whole lot of stuff so go check it out uh leave a comment give us a like and tell a friend exactly so while the turtles start their little cleaning party uh april and Vern are back at the dump and they're looking to interview the plant manager and they run into this robotic eyeball and that robotic eyeball turns out to be the disposal unit main processor for the plant or, as he prefers to be called, Dump 1000. So John, mm. looks like John just had the realization that that was an acronym and not just his name. Yeah. Um, well, fucking hilarious name, though. Dump 1000. The entire episode all I was thinking about is shit. Like taking a shit yeah. and number 1000. <laughs> so, hilarious. there was a year where I tracked the number of dumps that I took. And I think I almost got to a thousand. So the whole time I'm just thinking, wow. No way. That's three a day, John. No, it's like two two point seven or so, somewhere around there. So three. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm three a day is that's pretty absurd. Great bowel movements, John. It's like inconvenient almost. But (laughs) anyway, dump dump one thousand. Yeah, true. That was like you were, we were eating like two pounds of pasta for dinner a week. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of, a lot of starch coming out. I'm surprised that toilet could handle it. Um, but anyway, Dump dump 1000 is he's in charge of showing Vern and April around the plant. So in honor of him showing and telling about the Dump of the Future, Andrew, we're going to kick it to Andrew for a little show and tell of his own. <laughs> This is a little show and tell the dump of the present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this uh, this is a short and sweet show and tell, but it was prompted uh, or alluded to, I would say, a handful of episodes ago um, when we did our Mutant Mayhem-themed show and tell. And if you recall, I had mentioned something on there, and I'm about to show you right now. Hell yeah. So I bought... The Mutant yeah. Mayhem fucking sweet Raph size, which are movie accurate because he did have tape. You know, when he's licking, he licks it in the beginning there. Uh, he has tape on his size. So these bad boys I got. Um, Those are way notes. cooler than John's stupid ones. This is from, you can get these from tar- Target, um, but also a bunch of costume Halloween type stores. So I bought mine from Caulfield's Novelty in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, ooh, John's got his side or uh, his uh, nunchuck. Um, 
These pair of size were $13.99. So a great deal. I mean, it is plastic, but great deal. Um, John, you want to hold up your nunchuck one more time? Yeah. I don't think this is the, the movie accurate one because I remember Andrew wow. saying there was John, a... you're getting owned right now. You can't even get them apart. Oh, just got movie Damn accurate. It. Yeah, so I also got the nunchucks, which are... He's got more than fact, three links in his chain. <laughs> oh, man. My green screen isn't going to show the stickers, but it movie accurate because it has the stickers that Mikey nice. has in the show. It is still a plastic chain, um, but you can buy two of them. Unfortunately... These are sold individually. So for two nunchucks, I had to pay $27.98. Um, mm-hmm. But got great spin on them. Wow. And uh, yeah, Chris, I have more. I sense a theme here. Yeah, so much for short and sweet. So oh, I also baby. have Leo's katanas. This is one, the left katana, if you will. See, I wish he, right he doesn't have anything really unique about his like the other guys do. No. Uh, the handles are actually quite nice in size, better fitting than the size. Um, these as well, for whatever reason, they only sell them to you as a single. So I had to buy two, $27.98. Um, could be a little bit longer. I'm not going to lie. I mean, relative to the size, which I'll show you. Well, I believe those are for children, so... <laughs> I mean, could be a little bit larger. I don't know. Uh, not very sharp. So if you're trying to use these for actual karate or ninjutsu, um, you're SOL. And then, yes, as you as you guessed it. Yep. Here, here it comes. I also have the bow staff. Damn. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, baby. Done. Uh, which comes is a screw apart. So this is what I was thinking when they were shipping. I'm like, how the hell are they going to fit this? So it comes in two pieces. Nice. What does that say so, on it? Is it his name? No, it's just, it's just a, yeah, it looks like it. Oh. It's just marking. Um, but stoked because the bow staff as well, thirteen ninety nine. So like all together for everything, it's like a hundred bucks um, with free shipping from Caulfield's Novelty. Uh, will I be bringing these out for Halloween? I don't know because my wife said I can't be a Ninja Turtle for Halloween. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to be. So we'll see. Uh, I will be playing with my son with all these bad boys. So I might be sending you guys some videos, which I'll put on the Instagram. She said you couldn't be a Ninja Turtle. She didn't say you couldn't be Splinter. It's true. She didn't say you could be so, all four Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Or just so, a regular turtle. Yeah. Stoked about those. Uh, awesome. I... I, I haven't looked at the actual costumes. I'm assuming there's a whole bunch of Halloween costumes, which I think we're doing a themed. Are we, are we going to do that? Yeah. A themed uh, yeah. episode when we get closer to Halloween. So um, feel free to pick those up because they're cool and they're affordable. Like everything I've seen so far for mutant mayhem, super reasonably priced. Like even the action figures are like nine 99. The turtle van is like 29 99. It's, it's pretty good. So I figured I'd just show those. I've never owned any Ninja Turtles weapons. So these are my first. I'm very happy about them. Awesome. Great. Well, shown, shown and told. Great show and tell. But wait, 
it's actually not over. Because I have a show and tell piece that I think everybody here is going to recognize. Boom. Ooh, the throwback what collector's is that? case. This is the collector's case for the original TMNT action figure set. It holds 12 figures. We had one of these Ooh. not in this good of condition. Is it You'll sealed? see this lock on the side. This thing is like brand new. It still has Holy the shit. Toys R Us sticker on the bottom. But you open it up. And inside, there is a spot for six, and then there's six more underneath. These trays come out. This is in perfect condition for all you collector nerds out there. That at another yard sale? No, this I found on a little thing I like to call Facebook Marketplace. Wow. For $12, with shipping included. That's a good... What, with shipping included, that thing is huge to ship. So they definitely yeah. lost money on that. There's no fucking way they could ship that for 12 bucks. It's light. It's the only thing. It's actually lighter than I remember being, a little bit smaller than I remember. But if I ever collect the original action figures, I now have a spot to put them in. So Nice. Well, uh, in John's closet at Dad's house, there is a Leonardo re-release original action figure. Which is wow. yours? Um, Raph's in there and Mikey too, so don't take ours. But uh, I was just going to ask: Are you going to fill that bad boy up with the original figures, or are you just, you know, going to piece it together as you go? Perhaps. I think I'm going to, as I find them. I like to try and find them in the wild. So as I find things, I'll I'll place them in there. But you got to start with the box. Got to have a home for the turtles. So Very that was nice. a nice find by me. It's just a house right now. It's not yet a home. Yes, correct. And needs to be spring cleaned a little bit like the turtles are doing. So we will get back to the episode where uh, Dump 1000 is given April and Vern a tour of the dump of the future, the garbage dump of the future. And Bebop and Rocksteady, they're still sneaking around. So they are now inside the dump. They kind of followed April and Vern in. And they do a little status check again with Shredder. They call in and he says, jump down the chute like I told you to. So they just jump down this garbage chute and it dumps them into a main control room where Shredder says, fucking wait right there. Don't move. You're exactly where I want you to be. So they sit tight. It makes no sense why a, a garbage chute would lead right to the mainframe. I don't get that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get it either, but that's a badass little like hidden main control room. Um like the coolest way to get down there is just like this big fucking slide. So shout out to kids out there. But number two, what I don't understand is what ex- happens next is why did Shredder have have those guys sent into the main control room if he's just gonna bring the uh, transport module up right there. Isn't that what he does? Yeah. So basically, they they get down to that control room. We cut to Shredder and Krang at the Technodrome. And Shredder's going through... This is another one of Shredder's plans. So he's explaining to Krang that his plan is to reprogram the automated garbage trucks to seek out the Teenage Ninja Turtles instead of garbage. And Krang is like, hey... 
It's funny you mention that because I just invented this thing and it is an override device shaped conveniently like a turtle for control panels. So he hands it to Shredder. He's like, fucking use this, buddy, because I just made it. And Shredder's like, oh, how did you fucking know to do that? Because a lot of coincidence is happening right now. And then, yeah, to Andrew, your point, later on, he just fucking goes straight to the control room with the uh, transport module. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe like he needed the comlink signal to be able to hone in exactly where to come up. Uh, yeah. And at first I was like, why would Krang, the device that Krang created, the turtle override device or whatever you want to call it, look like a turtle, which was like foreshadowing for, for the later part of this episode. So it all makes sense at the end, but I was very confused at what the fuck was going on right now. I kind of like it though. It's like you make a device that is meant to overtake a control panel to hunt turtles and it looks like a turtle it's like you'll never forget what that thing is for yeah there's a term i forget what it's called like when architecture reflects exactly what it's for like there's a library that's built to look like books so crane more than just a mastermind he's also an artist apparently um so he gives that to shredder yeah that's exactly what I was thinking of, I assume. But anyway, Crane gives or that no, to no, Shredder. Sorry, it's called it's called Coleslaw. Ha ha ha. Thin we slice cabbage. Good thing you cut me off to make that joke. Thank you. <laughs> now it's fucking cat. Un the unprofessionalism <laughs> out of John whenever I host is fucking unparalleled. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um uh, where am I? All right, so Shredder gets the fucking turtle device Chris from Crane. Razzled. He's rattled. <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking cats rattled. all over the goddamn place. It reminds me of the Kitten Mittens commercial from It's Always Sunny. I don't know if you've seen that. But no. <laughs> for people that have, they'll get it. So yeah, um, I'm going to tell you a little story about why. So this cat. Why what? Why this cat is jumping up on my desk right now. Yeah. And he's just sitting Relax, there staring at the screen. No, it's because re- in recent this past week, I started to play just videos of birds and squirrels. Just like live footage of birds and squirrels. And he is obsessed with watch. He'll just sit there and watch it for like 20 minutes on end and just meow. And think Does that, he ever swipe at the uh, screen at all? Yeah. He does, yeah. He paws at it. And then once he starts to pot it and realizes that they're fake, then he just gets down and runs away. And now we just run away because he knows that. It's not. But what I'll do is... He'll just jump up on the desk and just stare at the screen until I put the video on so he can watch it for like 10 minutes. It's actually, it's, <laughs> it became a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Self-inflicted, John. Self-inflicted yeah, problem. I know. I yeah. Know. You should buy a bird. Live entertainment. I've Another never owned bird. a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bird. Uh, I was just talking about that bird today. Shout out anyway. to Chucky. The female Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when that thing laid an egg, it was like, what the fuck is going on here? Talk about fucking groundbreaking. Our whole world yeah. got turned upside down. Um so the turtles, they're still doing their thing cleaning in the sewer, and April and Vern have wrapped up their inter- their tour with dump. So they leave 
and then dump goes back into the dump and he's like fucking trespassers. I knew they were in here. He catches Bebop and Rocksteady just hanging out in the control room and he asks them for the password because apparently if you know the password, you can stay, but they don't know the password. So they get seized by dump. These robotic hands grab them and hold them up in the air. But right at that moment, to Andrew's earlier point, in comes Shredder with the transport module and he jumps out and he says, not on my fucking watch. And he puts the turtle control override device onto dump 1000's control panel and dump slowly powers down and then becomes under Shredder's control. So this is where Shredder gives the official order for dump to use the robo trucks to quote, capture turtles wherever they are. Those are his exact orders. And then we get a montage scene of all these automated garbage trucks and they're driving around the city and they're doing exactly what Shredder said. They're stealing turtles from the zoo. They're taking them out of people's pet tanks. They're picking them off the side of the road. So they're literally bringing all of these real turtles back and they're bringing them to Shredder and he's getting fucking bullshit that he's getting the wrong kind of turtles. He doesn't want these ones. And in fact, I believe they actually grab a tortoise out of the zoo. Yeah. Which, as we know, is not the same as a turtle. Wow. I didn't even think of that. Um, it's actually the first th- one they grab. Yeah. What I thought was cool was the Krang's little device there, the override device, was magnetic, I want to say, or appears to be magnetic, at least to me, which made me think like, that's pretty cool that it doesn't need to be plugged in. It just like trans it overrides somehow, like without any direct plug-in, which then got me thinking, have you got, did you guys see, uh, that Apple just introduced the USB C as the sole charging port for the new iPhone? They ditched the lightning. Well, I think they were mandated to dish well, it by the government. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to spin it like they've wanted to do this all along, but, uh, I, and John, you may have, uh, a unique perspective because of the Tesla supercharger, but I am all for moving to like a universal charger. I'm so sick of having to carry around like fucking 50 different cords to charge my shit. So thank you, Apple. It only, you're only like 10 years late, but Hey, it's cool. Whatever. It, they actually went to the universal like USB-C port. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Europe mandated it's a more efficient charging, I think is the, yeah, the reason the European is. union mandated it, um, more efficient even than the lightning. And, um, there was speculation that maybe Apple would just give a big middle finger to the European union and only do, um, wireless charger. So like no port at all, but they introduced the USB C. So I've been waiting for this cause my iPhone's like three years old. I have the 11, I think. So for maybe four years old, I don't know. Um, yeah. I've been literally been holding out for when they made the switch. So I will be upgrading at some point in the next year. Yeah. I've That's also like, been holding out. I have the iPhone eight. So hanging in there. That news came out like 13 hours ago, Andrew. <clears throat> Jesus. That's like breaking news. Channel six, breaking news. Fourth segment. Holy <laughs> shit. Only if you don't, Go to if you don't follow Mac rumors because those have been out for like a year. The rumor. 
So, well, yeah, the, the rumor. Yeah. So, back to I'm, the show. I, I Wait, do believe talking. that. So, a lot of the. What's going on here? I think John's you're, lagging. Yeah, yeah you're lagging. You're lagging. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking John. Every time I record, he fucks me. He's bad. Internet. He's going down. All right. Don't, uh, nobody cares what you're going to say, John. That's fine. <laughs> Back to the episode. Uh, Shredder's up to his fucking shins, his little shin guards and turtles in the control room. And he's so mad that he calls Krang. And he's like, Krang, what the fuck is with your device? These stupid trucks are grabbing actual turtles and not the turtles I want. And Krang says, Shredder, calm down. This thing is so good at what it does. It's getting every single turtle. And eventually... It'll get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so just let the fucking robot, let Dump do what Dump does, and just collect all these turtles while you stand there. So, do you think this was an issue of, it was Krang's device that was saying, get all the turtles, or was it the fact that Shredder said, give me turtles? Because I was originally thinking that it was Shredder, yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. I think Shredder, too. Why is he bitching at Krang? Is this what Shredder does? He's a fucking deflector. Krang do something is actually the first words out of his mouth when Krang picked up, um, which I laughed at. And I did, I pointed this when Chris was talking, this is the turtles, turtles everywhere from mid journey mountain and turtles. So go check it out on YouTube. It's my uh, green screen, but uh, yeah, I was with you, John. Cause I'm like, why is shredder bitching to Krang when it was his command that sucked? So maybe, um, uh, maybe this is a feather in Chris's cap because you could argue maybe Shredder's directive to even Bebop and Rocksteady isn't very clear, and that's why they fail all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if I picked up the phone and somebody was just saying do something, I would that's I would not be happy. So credit Chris, to Crane f- for calmly. How would you feel judging. if someone yelled do something while you were playing a basketball game as dad somebody do that to you did oftentimes to me (laughs) he would just say he would yell out john do something (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that that's hilarious (laughs) joe was getting heckled by his family (laughs) uh can do so yeah it's infuriating yeah yeah i was just gonna say too I, I mentioned it to you guys, but if you haven't listened to last week's episode, the clip about our elementary school basketball days, I was crying because I was laughing so hard as I was listening to it. So Did you end up remembering hot dogs or no? No. I don't I have no idea what you're talking about about the hot dogs. It was the most it was the most um Terrible attempt at a concession stand. They just did the folding tables and they had, you know, like a box of bags of chips that you get at Costco or BJ's. They'd have, yeah, the little hot tabletop hot dog steamer, right? And then like a cooler of Gatorade and shit. It was. Yeah. And then like candy. It was like Skittles and like Snickers bars. Reese's, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And but, you know what's even more bizarre about that is there was no sidelines. Like you, the chairs that the spectators sat in were 
right up against the end lines yep. of the court. So anytime anybody would be diving for a ball, you'd be hitting somebody or if somebody spilled something, like it was right on the court. So that was yeah. not it's a like the old design. Boston Garden, buddy. The crowd's right on top of you. And you know what's even crazier? Fucking metal backboards. Yeah, they were metal, metal backboards. And they didn't have the release rims. It was just straight up like <laughs> m- like playground style basketball hoops. Yeah. You could not. And it was like the, the the backboards were dead. You could rocket launch a ball off the backboard, <laughs> and it would go in because there was no bounce off of any of that. And if there was, if it was a rowdy lunch day earlier in that day, and they didn't do a great job of sweeping up the floor, you might be playing in remnants of little kid food. Yeah, carrots on the ceiling, even allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Anyway, back to the episode. The Turtles, speaking of John, you know, messy gym, messy court. Uh, the Turtles finished cleaning their layer. Finally, we had their little montage. They're sweeping, they're dusting, they're high-fiving. And right as they wrap up, uh, April calls them on the Turtle Com, And she's like, I don't know if you guys have seen the news, but Turtles are being kidnapped all across the city. And you might be in danger. And they're like, what? why and she goes i don't fucking know but just a heads up just being a good neighbor and they hang up and then splinter pops in and he's like i think you guys might be in danger yeah because you just fucking heard that we were in danger so great on splinter and raf this is i think this is the first instance of this happening splinter says you're in danger raf says we laugh in the face of danger our middle name is danger or something like that and then the fight music plays but there's no fight. They just rush out of the lair into the turtle van. Who's driving, John? I believe uh, Leonardo was driving. Yeah, Leo yes. was first in this one. And they rush out of the sewer in Andrew's favorite scene where the gate lowers and they go speeding out. Yeah, that was a great... We had that in back-to-back episodes, I feel like, or maybe like three out of the last four. I love that little thing. So I don't know whoever did these episodes it must be the same stretch of writers because that's been consistent and we haven't seen that ever before so well done yeah big this is a big episode for the turtle van so they come zooming out of the the sewer and as leo's driving away mikey opens up a little piece of gum he's riding shotgun and he throws the gum wrapper out of the window which when i saw it i was like fucking litter bug as graham would say Litter bug, so, litter bug, shame on you. <laughs> Look at the terrible yeah. things you do. Shout out, Mike. Graham. So yeah. out goes the gum wrapper, and right behind the turtle van is one of these automated garbage trucks, and it picks up the gum wrapper, and then it starts speeding after them, and it's trying to grab at them while they're driving. The hands are kind of slapping around the outside of the van, and Mikey and Leo are trying to fight them off. And finally, Leo is like, Donnie, take care of this thing. And Donnie swings out on like a fucking howitzer off the side door and shoots a laser and the van, the robo van gets hit and it swerves into like a fire hydrant and tips over and explodes. Yeah. This episode just reminded me of how well the turtle van is outfitted with like fucking guns. Like the one I don't I don't really ever think about the guns that are on top of the van that like a rotate like tank style, but damn, that 
van can do some damage. Yeah. I was I was trying to think, is this I know they shot the top lasers, I think, in one of the early like first episodes of the troll van, I believe. Um, but I think this is the first time they shot the side laser. I could be wrong about that. I feel like Raph may have been in that laser seat at one point. I think I don't remember. I think the episode was the anti turtle attack squad. Raph. Yeah, but I don't. That's the first time I've seen that gun. They've shot off the side before, but not. That thing was like a whole chair. It was like the. It reminded me of the Star Wars Millennium Falcon like laser pod. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, Donnie delivers a fucking strike right to that garbage truck. Yeah. Absolutely. Which to me, that feels like a Raph thing to do. Raph should have been in the seat, but whatever. So they blow that fucker up and then they get out to investigate and they're like, why is this thing attacking us? And Mikey, that's where he admits that he wittered and they kind of all give him a frowny face. So I don't know if that was just like a PSA for don't be a litter bug or yeah, it was too like, cause it, it was, should have just been going after them cause they were turtles, not cause they were wittering, but whatever. Um, so that scene happens and then we cut over to April. She's still, she's still out in the field doing some news reports, but this time she's at the ocean side with a group of the world's leading turtleologists and they're reporting on a rare turtle, uh, the Galapagos turtle, Turtop, Turtleopolis, Galapagos <laughs> Turtleopolis, which is the last of its species, and it's about to lay its eggs on this beach, which doesn't make sense because how did this turtle get pregnant if it's the last of its species? I don't know. Maybe it's like honeybees, where when they sting you, they die after that. Maybe once this turtle... I don't know, but you better hope there's at least a male in that in that egg, you know, uh, cluster because they're SOL. I will say, Professor Von Zifflin. I don't know if you guys recall him, but he was from Attack of the Fifty Foot Irma, the the dude uh, that April interviewed when the meteor crashed, and they they were trying to get that isotope for the um, whatever. I feel like this is the same guy because it looks like him. And I definitely remember that like German-esque accent or Swiss accent, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I feel like it's him. I didn't look in the Turtlepedia to see if they call him out by name, but I definitely remembered this guy in one of the earlier episodes. So shout out to him. That's a good catch. I did not notice that. And yeah. I'd also never heard of a Galapagos Turtleopolis. I don't know if you guys had ever heard of that turtle before or if it even exists. Probably should have looked it up. But it got me thinking, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of turtles out there. So maybe we should do a real turtle tech. So we're going to do the turtle tech segment. It's going to be a little bit different than usual. I'm going to explain the rules and then we will get started. So this turtle tech segment is going to be for pizza power-ups. I'm going to show you a PowerPoint containing 12 different turtles, turtle characters, miscellany, turtle-related things, and you are going to, from the photo, name me the name of the character and or what that character is from. So you're going to work together 
these 12 turtles are broken up into four sections of three. And those are going to correspond to the power-ups. So I'm going to share my screen here. We're going to start with the respins, and then we're going to work our way up. So for the respin section, you're going to need to tell me the name and from what show or media the turtle was from. You have to get all three correct in order for each of you to earn a respin. Does that make sense? Wow. Fucking no room for error here, John. So no room for error on the easy ones. That said? There's three. You have to get all three. all three. Name name, and okay, what they're from. As we go through the categories, the characters are going to get harder, but the requirements to earn a power-up are going to lessen so that you have a chance. Okay? So respin, these are going to be the easiest characters, which is why I'm going to require that you give me the name and what they're from. Are we ready? And we, if we work together, we both will get the power. Yes. You both, okay. you win and fail as a team here. Okay. So, Andrew, we haven't succeeded very well in previous team challenges with Chris's host. Well, so. I will say Chris's turtle techs are not easy, so I will see how this one goes. I made a concerted effort, at least for the easy ones, to dumb these down for you. So if you... If you can't get this first round, then you just fucking have no clue what's going on in life. <laughs> so we're going to start with the respins. Hold on. Oh. Nice. Well, graphic. Give me the name and what this character is from. John, I'll let you take this one. That is the one and only Squirtle from Gen 1 Pokemon. He is Pokemon number four. Four, I believe. Yeah. We don't have to get that specific Pokemon would have sufficed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Squirtle. Lock it in, baby. That is Squirtle. Squirtle, Squirtle, Squirtle. Okay, that you're one for one. Well Number two. Who is this character and what is he from? Or she? <laughs> is is this fucking Franklin? It is Franklin. Yeah. Franklin from Franklin, right? Isn't that the show, Franklin? Hey, it's yeah. Franklin. That is Franklin from Coming the show. I think it was Franklin house. the Turtle. We'll give that to you. You are two for two. Franklin Moving with on the toenails. To... Cut those fucking things. Franklin's what I fucking hate Franklin. He's a little bitch character. He's like a little bear. Talents. Anyway, two for two. We're going for number three, Hoopy Goldberger for the block and the win. Can you earn yourselves a respin? Nope. Franklin just spit. Spin it. I forgot to update all those. Oh, Who is this? Oh, it's from Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, is it is Philbert? Philbert or Dilbert is what I'm fucking. I was thinking on Shelbert. Here. Shelbert. Yeah, it might be Shelbert. Uh, yeah, I think it is Shelbert, isn't it? I think so. Let's go with that. Rocco's Modern Life. Is that your final answer? Yeah. This is Phil. Fuck, I knew it. But Chris said if we Philbert. get one of them. No, I said you had to get both for for this round. I'll give you the respin. You guys said Philbert. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it we'll to take you. It. We'll take it. I actually what? thought this was Shelbert until I double checked it and it was Philbert. So it's funny that you said that. All right. So you both earn yourselves a respin. For this next segment. 
We're going to go to... Fucked up that animation so bad. <laughs> it's supposed to spin in, not be there, and then spin. So we're going to the combo <laughs> slice. You're going to get three more characters, okay? And you have to give me two name and show or media they're from. And then one can be just one of the two, okay? So okay. you have to get two 100% and then one 50%, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I do have to say before you go to the next slide, the fact that you delayed the start of the podcast for these graphics is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, backstory: I ordered. I'm at a USB ports on this shitty Google fucking laptop I have. <laughs> I ordered a USB splitter so I could use my mouse. I got a fucking Type C port instead of a regular USB port, so I can't use it. <laughs> so I was using the mouse pad, and then it's in Google Slides, and it's just not. It was not took longer than I thought. So combo slice round. Again, I need two full answers, name and where they're from, and then one you can just get either or. Fucking oh, I'm clicking on the wrong screen. Who is oh, this character? He's from Finding Nemo. Uh what is his name? Uh Actually, you know what? For this one, I'll just say, give me one of the two. So, yeah, I think I know his name though. It's um, he's like the surfer dude. Mm. And what's his little guy's name? Like Shell or something? Um, yeah, he does shit. have a child. There's there's a super awesome in Disney World in Florida. There's an awesome exhibit. It's kid it's kid oriented, so I'd say like up to four year olds would probably think it's cool. Um, and I think it's in Epcot, but it's a it's this guy on the screen and he's floating around and he's actually talking and it's animated as if he's talking to the audience. So he'll ask a question. Somebody will stand up. He looks at them. His mouth moves is like, I don't know how they do it, but it's fucking phenomenal. I like stood up and clapped like sitting ovation style, but you would think I'd know his name after experiencing that and watching finding Nemo like a million times, but I don't actually know his name. John, he's named after a type of soda. If that helps. Oh, Squirt. No, yeah. No, Squirt was yeah. his, was his kid, wasn't it? Squirt's his kid. Yeah, it's not Squirt. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, you got Finding Nemo. Yeah. His name? Crush. Oh, Crush. Crush. That's right. Damn. So you're one for one? Two for you, Glenn Coco. Name this character. Oh, Actually, name Entourage. what he's from. Entourage. Yeah. Turtle. Do you know his name? His name? Yep. Yeah. Correct. Turtle from Entourage. Never seen it. Two for two. <laughs> this one this is a toughie. Give me one of the two. Name or what he's from. That's gotta be Hey Arnold. For sure. The animation style is absolutely Hey Arnold. Yeah. Let's Do you want to guess that. a name? Uh Shell, shell boy. <laughs> this is Lockjaw. Lockjaw oh, was yeah. actually a tortoise who got graffitied at the zoo. Oh, and then yeah. Arnold and his grandma free him. Wow. Into, like, John. The ocean. He oh, away. yeah, dude. That's good. <laughs> that was good, Paul. So you've both earned yourselves a 
uh, combo slice. We will now move into uh, Pizza Party. For Pizza Party, what did I? You have to get. Hold on. Let me check my list here because I stepped up the difficulty. So all you have to do for Pizza Party is get two out of three. And I will tell you what I want when I show up because some of these, it's obvious what they're from, for one of them maybe, but maybe not so obvious on the other. Mm-hmm. So two out of three is all you have to get here. <laughs> Give me the name of this character. It is from, I think it's obvious what it's from. Do you guys know? Dr. Seuss. Correct. Yeah, but which one? Which one? Give me the name of this think. Dr. Seuss character. I have no idea. I'm going to go turtle one. I'm going to say it's like no. Otis or something like Otis, the tortoise, tortoise or some shit like that. Probably That's wrong. Fine. Let's go with that. But Andrew was on the right track, but the wrong, these aren't tortoises. These are turtles. What rhymes with Myrtle turtle? Turtle. Oh, yeah. Yertle. Yertle. Turtle. Oh, yurt. It says you really the got turtle. that. I knew it was something so you, like that, though. I was in the so you, in the spirit of the yeah. correct answer. Well done. Yeah, that's a moral victory. All right. So you have to get these last two right. Turn yourselves pizza party. Give me the name or what movie this character is from. Name or movie. I'll take either. I do not recognize this turtle. I don't know who this turtle is. I don't recognize him either, but Kiki Palmer. I want to say it's from this movie. Is it from Zootopia? I I don't know. Never seen it. Could be, but there's this other movie that's about, I don't even know what it's called, but it's about like this bear in the woods and like a cabin. I feel like it might be from that, but I don't know the name. So let's just maybe lock in Zootopia. Zootopia, your final answer? Sure. That is incorrect. This character is Vern from Over the Hedge. Vern the Turtle from Over the Hedge. So you will not earn a pizza party, but we'll do the last one anyway because I'm not going to skip it. What are these from? Give me its musical... Give me the name of the band that this is an album cover for. What the fuck is that? The name of the album is Terrapin Station. This is one of the most famous albums from this band. That, Andrew, is a skeleton playing a fiddle. It's got to be Grateful Dead. Yeah, it's got to be Grateful Dead. You're correct. The Grateful (laughs) Dead Terrapins. Unfortunately... Because you could not get Yertle or Vern, you do not earn a pizza party. That's all right. We will now move party into pizza. the final odds maker, the rebranded odds maker pizza power up. All you need to do for this category is give me both items, name and what they're from, for one of the three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we just need one full correct answer. 
Who is this? The fuck? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go big hunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Do you have any guess? Uh, you know, I don't, but I feel like as soon as you say it, I'm gonna be like, shit, I knew that, because I feel like this guy goes into his shell. In in whatever he's from, so I could be wrong, but big hunk, I guess, is what we're going with. <laughs> to, to big hunk from what? You're not gonna even guess what he's from. It's from Winnie the Pooh. All right. Well, that's wrong. This is Cecil the Turtle from Looney Tunes. What? Cecil from Looney Tunes. Huh. We will now move to the second one. Nobody fucking knows that guy. All right, this is uh, one of the I need this specific, specific name of this character, please. Not the general name. This is from Super Mario. Yeah, he's a guy you can play in... I, I know Mario Kart and like maybe... Is he? I don't know. Yeah, so I'll give you... He's from the Mario universe, so that counts. Yeah, I mean, we need that. I just need his name, please. I don't know many of them. I'm going to go Ludwig. Ludwig von Turtle. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I like that, John. Ludwig von Turtle? That is your answer? Or any combination of that. <laughs> <laughs> is that you're locking that in? Okay. Yeah. This is Lemmy Koopa. Oh, Lemmy. Ludwig von Koopa is one of the Koopas, but he's not this Koopa. Hmm. Okay, you have one more chance to earn yourself an odds maker. What was he from? Uh, which was it, Super Mario, or was it? He's from. Uh, he started in Super Mario World from Super Nintendo. He was at one of the castles. Okay, please give me the name and what this character is from. Dana Carvey, but yeah, I need the character name and the movie. I remember seeing this movie. I remember seeing this movie. This is this was a major movie. Like I want to say in the late nineties, early two thousands. Professor, I remember. I remember he goes into a shell too at one point. Um, Is this Night at the Roxbury? No. No. No, not even close. That's a great movie though. I thought the 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 harder part of this is a character's name. This movie should be fucking easy. The mask? Oh my god. I I don't know. I'm gonna go Professor Von Turtle. <laughs> from yeah, what you're, you're gonna the say mask? no it's not from the mask but it's one of those movies Dr. Doolittle no just tell Flubber. us Chris we're not gonna get it alright the movie is Master of Disguise yeah oh, yeah damn and the name Pistachio Disguisey was mm. his name so at the end of Turtle Tech you have both earned a respin and a combo slice. 
but that is all you've earned. We'll take it. It's not bad. Yeah. For a team effort, not too bad. All right. So that ends our turtle tech segment. Uh, I'd say your winners. You want two respins or two power ups, respin and a combo slice each. So hopefully we see those in play later on. We'll see what happens. But getting back to the episode, we had left April doing a news report on the beach about the Galapagos Turtleopolis. And this turtle comes to shore. It's getting ready to lay its eggs. All the scientists are excited. The news is there. And right as it's getting ready to lay the eggs, a robo truck shows up. And it grabs the turtle. And April, in her attempt to save the turtle, also gets snatched up and put into the truck, and it drives away. And so she calls the turtles again from help. She's in the belly of the garbage truck, and she says, I got taken by this truck. I think I'm heading to the dump of the future. I need your help. And again, we get the fight music as the turtle van drives off. And who is driving this time, Andrew? This I had a double take, because at first I was like, it's Raph. But when it got closer, it was, in fact, Michelangelo. And the orange, the dark orange, threw me for a loop. So I was lamenting at the fact that I think I'm going to lose the Raph Chillcast Sportsbook bet because clearly he doesn't drive the turtle van like ever, just yeah. once so far. Perhaps he doesn't have his license. We don't really know. But he's just not driving that thing. And so he drove, they, it, he uh, drove it once. When was that? Was like, I don't remember fuck, that. But It was like way back last season sometime. No, it's been once this season. Yeah, it was early this season. But I think it was a controversial, wasn't he like stepping oh, out he of... got out of the front door. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, okay. We had to make a little assumption for him. But anyway, uh, April gets driven to the dump of the future, just as she predicted, and she gets thrown down the chute into the turtle control room. And she's like, she sees dump, and she's like, Dump, what the fuck are you doing? And Dump explains that he's under control of somebody else. And she's like, under control who? And Shredder, who just is standing behind her, is like, I'm the one controlling Dump. And he has Bebop and Rocksteady tie April to a chair to restrain her. And basically, he's like, I'm fucking, this is my plan. Sit back and watch the show. And at this point, the turtles show up. And they're outside of the plant, and they're trying to think of how do we get inside to help April. And Donnie, genius Donnie, sees a phone booth, and he's like, here's what I'm going to do. This garbage dump of the future runs off of a central computer. Well, I'm going to go into this phone booth and tap in through the phone line and reprogram the computer, and I'll save the day. So that's his plan. Shout out to dial-up internet, allowing Donnie to the ability to do this. Yeah. I also like the reference to Superman. I think Raph says uh, that they can't utilize the phone booth because it's already patented by another superhero, I think is what he says, which personally I don't like Superman. I think he is too powerful, but I thought it was a pretty good reference. Yeah, fuck Superman. So, either way, he probably Donnie probably should have listened to Raph because the second he walks up to the phone booth, 
he kind of gets wrapped into it by Dump 1000, or one of the garbage trucks, and gets brought into the Dump of the Future, stuck in the glass case, and then he gets chained up by Bebop and Rocksteady. They chain him shut and throw him down the garbage chute. So he's down there. It's now him, April, Shredder, and Shredder's like, fucking, I knew it. Right on time, turtle in a glass case. And he's so excited that he calls Krang to brag that he's got one of the turtles. And Krang's like, hey, buddy, we need four, so call me when you have all four. And then a little nugget. of these uh, garbage trucks driving around. They're like increased tenfold. They're like zipping in and out of this for dump of the future constantly. Yeah. So there's a ton there. all in on the dump. Absolutely. And uh, I did think Shredder's rebuttal to Krang on the phone was not uh, not that bad of a idea because basically what he tells Krang is, yeah, it's only one, but this one turtle is going to attract the other three to the dump, at which point I will capture them. So we'll see if it works. Yeah, he's got a good point. So Donnie's down there, and April's like, hey, Donnie, just a heads up, that turtle near you is fucking endangered, and we have to get it back to the ocean. So just add that to your list of things to do. And we cut back to the turtles, fight music again blaring, turtle van barreling toward the dump. This scene was actually kind of cool. They're gunning it right at the doors. They power slide in, skid to a stop, Grappling hooks fire from the roof guns all the way up to the roof of the dump of the future. And then the turtles start to climb. And it's unclear who's driving here. So maybe it was Raph. Maybe it wasn't. We'll never know because the windows appeared tinted in this scene when they were coming in. So they start climbing up. And there's three ropes and three turtles, one turtle on each rope. And Mikey and Raph get seized these robo-hands just appear out of the exterior wall of the dump and kind of pin them up. And Leo, who's a little bit below them, climbs up, and in his attempt to save them, he takes out his katana and he cuts off all these robot arms. But, Andrew, what mistake does he make when he does this? A mistake anybody might make with a razor-sharp katana. He cuts through the the ropes, the grappling hook ropes that... Leo or um, Raph and Michelangelo were climbing up. Yep. So there's a little uh, cartoon like pause where they're it suspended in midair, which I thought was cute. Yeah. It's an ode to like Coyote from Looney Tunes, and they fall what can only be described as hundreds of feet down to the ground. <laughs> and Raph and Leo or Raph and Mikey land on top of each other, and then Leo kind of climbs down and. They're like, well, now what are we going to do? How do we get in? That was our plan B. That failed. And Leo is like, I got an idea. Let's disguise ourselves. Just go to the old fallback uh, so we can get in. And John, what do they dress up as in disguises? They dress up as sanitation engineers. <laughs> inspectors. Sanitation <Yeah>. inspectors. <laughs> Nice catch. Uh, they do. The <laughs> Yeah, and they walk up to the front door, and they ring the buzzer, and Dump pops out, and he's like, it's a fucking password, guys. And Raph is like, we don't need a stinking password. What are you talking about? 
And Dom's like, yep, the password is stinking. So come on in, guys. And they walk inside. And immediately, they run into Bebop and Rocksteady, who are just roaming the factory floor. And we get fight music. But this time, we also get what I'm going to call a fight scene, but not really a fight scene. Because, Andrew, why don't you tell us what your favorite character does in this fight? Yeah, I would call it more of a scene right out of Mario Kart, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, so Raph, so behind the turtles is the conveyor of garbage. Um, so Raph like heads over with his size and he pokes two banana peels um, with the end of his size. And then he throws that, throws the banana peels right to the feet of Bebop and Rocksteady who are charging at them. They slip on the banana peel like you might in Mario Kart, which I would say is the most demoralizing way to... Doyle rules. Yeah, to, yeah, Doyle rules too. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Billy Madison. Um, but yeah, banana peel slip is one of the most demoralizing things, whether it's in video games or real life, I would have to say. What's worse than that? Yeah, I, banana. Yeah. Uh, a WPB, a well-placed banana on the... Uh, racetrack is hard. Yeah, it, it is demoralizing. Unless maybe, maybe a rainbow goo shot from Mickey Speedway. More infuriating than demoralizing, I guess. But yeah. Either way, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady slip. They fall into the conveyor belt and then they are trash compacted and sent down to the main control panel room. Yep. That is correct. So down go Bebop and Rocksteady. And it's one of the funny things about this episode is like every time you go down into the control room, there's just more fucking turtles down there piled up. So they go sliding down the chute. And then the turtles with Bebop and Rocksteady disposed of are like, we got to find where Donnie and April are. But at this point, they'd ripped off their disguises to fight Bebop and Rocksteady. So Dump now flags them as intruders. Not only are they intruders, but they're turtles. So the two worst things you could be around dump right now. And he picks them up and chucks them down the chute. And they come crashing down on top of Shredder. So now we've got all four turtles, April, Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, and a bunch of random turtles in this control room. And they plop on top of Shredder. And they're like, they make fun of them. So like, yeah, we fucking got you. And he's like, not so fast. And he orders Dump to seize them. So the three turtles that have just gone down the chute get held up in the air. Donnie is still tied up in his phone booth. And April is still tied to her chair. And Shredder is like, he's won the day at this point. So all appears lost for the turtles. But who did they not restrain, John? The Galapagillian Turtopatillian motherfucking yeah. turtle <laughs> fucking gt goes to work chomps through he's got this little communication thing going on with april bites through her ropes freeing her and then she's like hey fucking go get donnie and this guy bites through chains girl and frees donnie girl, turtle. girl yes as we know the girl well could be like a seahorse you don't really know but seahorses turtle males don't lay the eggs but they carry them john yeah, it was it very clear that this turtle was laying eggs. It's not. We never see it happen. Let's not derail the episode over the gender of a turtle, but of this specific turtle. But anyway, 
chomps through some fucking chains. Donnie's freed up. And he just calmly with April's like, hey, let's help me clear some turtles off this control panel so I can reprogram dump 1000 and fucking get everything back to normal. What and the fuck is clearing- Shredder doing while this is happening? It's a great question. It's a very small like, control room. Yeah. He's just an And aunt. there's a lot of shenanigans going on that Shredder is not identifying. Yeah, and of all the times to call Krang right now would be a good time for her. Like he was, he yeah. was blowing him up with unimportant stuff, and now, his, now the entire plan is being foiled. And the turtles literally fell into his lap. He's a sweep of the wheel. So, Donnie, they go. Donnie and April go over to the control panel, and they're just picking off turtles like they're looking for fucking fruit. There's no rush. They're just one at a time, like tossing them around. And then April's kind of like, oh, this one turtle's kind of heavy. But unbeknownst to her, it's uh, Krang's control override device. So they rip that sucker off, and that frees up Dump 1000. And he drops the turtles that are suspended in the air. And then he goes, oh, supervillain intruder alert. He grabs Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady, shoves them back into the transport module, and then, like, the only way to explain this is fists it. Yeah, whack-a-moles. I guess the other one <laughs> back back down the, the the hole that the module came up, and it, it assume like it goes back to the Technodrome. So it you know slams him down, and then so try to beam up and steady. Which I was gonna I was gonna say shout out to the other big hand remember when they were in the museum in that basement and um, yeah. what was it bebop or rocksteady i think it was rocksteady pulled like the finger and it fingered yeah. them down finger the blasted it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team uh, am i right yeah so down goes the transport module and then they're just kind of all standing around in this room with full of fucking turtles and april's like we need to get this Galapagos tur- Turtleopolis back to the beach so it can lay its eggs. And Dump's like, hey, you guys go do that. I'll just return all these turtles off screen so we don't have to do a reverse montage of them all going back home. So we just assume that the trash can trucks take care of all the other turtles. And then we go to the beach and they're kind of watching this turtle lay its eggs and swim off into the sunset. And Mikey, a little tear comes to his eye. And April's like, hey, why are you crying? And he says, and to me, this was a very telling line. He says, oh, it just reminds me of my mom. And April's like, oh, well, I'll cheer you up. We'll get some pizza. And then he says, let's go back to the dump and get some leftovers from the dump that I saw that would make a great pizza topping. But my mom, to me, implies that they're not related. He's not related to the other turtles. Because he would have said our mom if they were bro- actual brothers. Right? Uh, yeah. Or it reminds me of mom. I could see it yeah. both ways. Yeah. What I will say is they never refer to Splinter as dad. It's always Sensei or Master Splinter the entire series. So that's one of the big debates is are they brothers or are they just friends or colleagues 
if you will. Highly debated on Reddit. Go check it out. Are we lovers or are we human? Is a song. Lyric. Is it a U2 song? No, I, I don't think so. I feel like that's one of those ones that just automatically plays when you plug your iPhone into something. Uh, it is... It's Human by the Killers. Damn. That can't be right. Oh, John's right. a big killers. Uh, Mr. Brightside, Human. <clears throat> uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It was a wedding on Saturday night. Nothing gets white people more pumped up than Mr. Brightside by the Killers. I don't know. To which I would say Piano Man is, is a pretty popular Piano song. Man. Or karaoke, you know what I mean? I think the Killers, uh, the Mr. Brightside for like it, our age range. Yeah. But like dads, no, they're not jamming out to Mr. Brightside. Yeah, that's true. But it just it just reminded me of how good of a pick, even though I lost the poll, how good of a pick that was. Because it's not like you need to be very talented at singing either. It's just like some it's not really yelling but it's like very easy to perform i think you gotta have the right energy but people were going wild is all i'm gonna say well you did lose the poll so i know you want me to say but that wraps up the episode review do uh, either of you have any comments on the episode chris you got dealt a shit hand. That's just a fact. A Once hand. again, yeah. I feel so like so. Let's hope th- the strength of my hosting. Did did John end up breaking the streak, Andrew? Do we know officially? Uh, that's a great question. So, the streak Chris is referring to. We've had a hot streak, which we credit to Toronto Dave. Shout out Dave. Um, shout out Dave. Um, where we've had, I think it's been like four or five episodes. In a row. So yeah, going back to episode 30, Attack of Big Mac, we've had 60 plus streams of one, two, three, four, five in a row. Last episode, 33 streams. So it's a down week. Can't win them all. Uh, is that John's fault? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. It was a holiday week. Holiday week and the title Four Musket Turtles. Maybe not the best. What holiday was last week? This week's a holiday week. Uh, I think I'm not exactly sure what days most plays come on, but if it's on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, that's when people would be on holiday. Chris, you're see, this is where like when we release the Halloween episode, it's not going to be when it's Halloween for us, you know. John fucking talking down to me. Like I don't understand podcast dating. I know it's we're in the future. Yeah, but most people listen. Well, I don't think most people are listening on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think I could be wrong, but I don't I think don't they are. But yeah, I mean, regardless, is it my fault? Is it Chris's fault? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Well, we'll see. We'll see if I can. If I outperform John, then we can only say that John's the worst host on the show. And then it's between me and Andrew. <laughs> and I, mean, I didn't. I, just, I don't. Let's be honest. I don't have the backing of one of the greatest literary series of all time. Pumping up my numbers here. Okay. 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 The, the three musketeers, John. 
Yeah, it's not the four musketeers, okay? And the candy. You have the candy and the books backing. Chris, candy, candy, as, we, as, as we as we established last episode, the candy is bad. Yeah, but but John, people love candy. Yeah, there was so much candy reference when I was doing the show notes. I there has to be close to like thirty different candies, thirty to forty different candies yeah. mentioned. It was yeah, wild. You know what I think? Wild. Fuck John's episode over. Yeah, all the and dentists that listened to the show were just pissed because it was a candy episode, so they they stopped mm. listening. <laughs> and John did back to back segments with no. That's fucking crazy town. How is that? First of all, <laughs> just John, listen. Like segments, a nice little treat. To it. <laughs> it's like a daily double. You don't fucking put them back to back. In jeopardy. Hey, hey, you host your episode, and I'll <laughs> and I'll host mine episode. Yeah. All right, I'm not gonna blame John for everything, but uh, I don't believe we had any uh, updates to the Shellback Shellcast. Well, you would be book. wrong in that sense chris because there was a cowabunga this episode did you miss this cowabunga i did yes i did wow pray tell john where was this cowabunga? this is unbelievable as i was going to mention it during during your recap but i did not when the turtles are being shoved down the tunnel by the dump 1000 michelangelo <laughs> michelangelo <laughs> releases a cowabunga as he's flying down the tunnel so can we get a fact check on that yeah i don't recall this happening I'll pull, I'll but while andrew's checking the transcript john since you seem to be so on top of the turtleisms this week why don't oh, you no. grace us with your list of turtleisms <laughs> cowabunga! i had i only you know i only had one from what i remember mm. <laughs> and it was cowabunga <laughs> Let me see here. So I, uh, I will say, I took a risk by not doing the turtleisms this week because Chris <laughs> yes. was hosting. Sure, I called you every time for him. You should have known know. it was coming. I know, and Andrew and Andrew was taking care of some of the off, uh, you know, maybe the episode that we teased at the start of this. But I did not do the turtleisms. Well, two things. There was a cowabunga shouted, so well done, John. Damn. And number two is I did write them down. I did my best Take job. I'm sure I missed some, but I do have quite the list here in order of appearance. So I've got a pray tell brave leader from Raph. The pad is getting kind of funky from Mikey. Turtle power to clean and scour by mm. Leo, which was a fucking great little twist of the uh, catch line there. The pad is all is getting kind of funky. Also, perhaps uttered by April at some point. <laughs> all right, uh, Donnie <laughs> drops a, a bonsai when he does his like leap onto when they're about to clean, and he jumps up into like the sewer pipes at the top, and he's sweeping the top of the sewer pipes. Um, death to all dust balls by Donnie. Less chatter and more <laughs> clatter by Raph. Open says S E Z me is what Rocksteady said for the password to dump one thousand. Which I was gonna I was gonna look up at one point I, I went down the rabbit hole of open sesame, like that saying. Yeah. And it turns out That's where it I comes think, from. Yeah, but it's not actually sesame, it's open says me. Like it's actually yeah. says a me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not everyone knows that. It's like Santa Claus, St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas, St. Nicholas, and Santa Claus, you know? I didn't know that. Really? Nicklaus. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Um, Miserable mass of micro circuits, which uttered by Shredder, shell shocked by the news reporter, which was kind of cool. Turtle napped was mentioned all throughout the show. Heroes in a Half Shell by Donnie. Amigos, let's take it to the streets by Mikey. It's a power power statement. Turtle Power by Leo. Shell Turtle Waxed by Mikey. Turtle in the Soup Now by Professor Von Zifflin. When, when that sea turtle is getting snatched. Yeah. Amoeba Brain by Shredder. Green Gape by Bebop, which it's rare to get a Bebop turtleism. Um, laser... Laser Blaster Trigger Finger by Rocksteady. Maximum Bummer by Mikey. Injured Ninja. That's when they fell from the uh, the building. Uh, that was by Mikey. Bacon Breath by Raph. Moron Butt Brains by Shredder. Shredhead by Raph. Titanium Tentacles by Raph. Mondo, by Michelangelo. Yeah. Mondo Maneuvering Man by Michelangelo. And then uh, Scoped Out Some Great Leftovers by Michelangelo. I missed some. Yeah. And I the one I forgot to mention in real time, the Wazer Blaster Trigger Finger by Rocksteady. Will this impact his shooting? He had a turtle lock on to his finger down in the control panel. He's been a crack shot for the last feels like ten episodes. So yeah. could this impact him? We shall see. Which is a perfect segue into the villain power rankings. John, please tell me you at least fucking have this ready. Yes, I do. I'm I'm confused a little bit because I'm too. He's hiding that next segment for a special slot. I feel like perhaps yeah. Andrew. Perhaps I'm wondering if he maybe forgot. I can't see. Did I, John, or is it all by design? We shall see. Well, we shall see. Okay, the villain power ranking. One through five, Shredder, Crane, Bebop, Rocksteady, Foot Soldiers, the Rat King. Six through ten, no movement for several episodes. Six is the Vivaldi Crime Syndicate. Seven, Baxter. Eight, Dragon Grenator. Nine, Rock Soldiers. Ten, Don Tertelli. I believe we have a new villain to add to the power rankings this week. Damn right. Do we, though, now that I think about it? Yeah. Does he get added to the graveyard or to the VPR? Do we know if he comes back? Uh, I don't believe so. I'll double check. But dump 1000 definitely should be considered because uh, we also have the punk frogs who were bad and then became good and dump 1000 was good became bad and then became good again so i feel like we need this Just bad like cat woman too yep uh does not return straight to jail so added to the villain graveyard will be dump 1000 
We got lots of robots on this. Let me run yeah. through them as John's typing. Number one, Roadkill Rodneys, who I love those guys. I wish they came back. We have the Mausers, Omnis, Rex One clones. Um, Cyberpunk gang wasn't robots. Uh, Mac, Robot Guard, the Mile High Tower Robot Guard, and now Dump 1000. So that's seven robots on the graveyard. Yeah. Yes. Perhaps a bleak reminder of how quick technology moves on. <laughs> we should have a crystal graveyard. I have to go I back don't and think recap all the graveyard big enough. It looked like fucking Arlington National Cemetery if it was a crystal graveyard. <laughs> Ooh, the seldom seen reserves too. What, what do we have on there, John? Ooh. Head over to YouTube. Just a reminder: the punks and the knuckleheads are the knucklehead, uh, which apparently makes a comeback. So yeah. fucking hold on to your pants for that one. We're gonna forget <laughs> what it was by the time it gets back there. <laughs> And notable, we haven't, I feel like the villain power ranking has remained as is for at least the last two episodes, maybe even longer than that. Three? Yeah. Can't remember. Is this the episode where it changes? I do believe that this is the episode where Krang should overtake Shredder. Yes. And mostly because when the turtles land in your lap and Donnie and April, I'm still just shocked at what was happening while that was going on with shredder like what are you doing the turtles have been captured are you just like dancing there in glee i don't understand yeah it was disappointing i mean shredder didn't really do anything good this episode like it was his plan but outside of just slapping krang's device on dump 1000 he gave him the wrong command or like a too generic of a command he didn't yeah he didn't do anything so he's got to go to number two which my, is my real question is dump, it's fitting for the dump 1000 that shredder goes to number two <laughs> what was shredder <laughs> gonna do without crane's device like what was his plan because it was entirely dependent on that fucking thing it was yeah uh, i don't know i don't know i I think I'm getting sick of the same fucking plot just rolled up into a different episode. Cause how many times have we seen some sort of like mento neutralizer brainwave overriding, whatever. Like we just saw this with Mac most recently, but they're all the same. Can we get a new villain? Please. Please. Yeah. Also like maybe a multi-stage plan. Their plans lately. And I guess mostly Shredder's plans are just like, we're going to do this one thing and then that's going to allow us to take over the world. Maybe build a foundation and then have it culminate in taking over the world. Mm. Yeah. The crazy thing about this episode, I didn't feel like it was that long. Like it was, it almost seemed Nothing like happened. it was like 10 minutes long because it was so yeah uneventful. When you have fight music and no fighting is happening, then you know the episode sucks. So I'm not going to argue with Krang at number one or Shredder at number two. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah. 
All right. I mean, beep up. How about beep up? Yeah, beep up works. How do you stay where they are? I think. Yeah, the jump from three to four is quite large, so it's hard. Yeah. You really have to screw up. Yeah. yeah, they didn't really do anything much this episode anyway. Um, all right, so that is the villain power rankings. We will now move into the pizza poll results from last week. The pizza poll results. Andrew, would you remind us what the question was? Yeah, and I feel like I have I need to say this on air. The question that's read and then what gets posted in the poll is not always the same in terms of words. Yes. That is a so, fact. Because I don't know if I like that. What do you mean? Why not? Shouldn't it be the same? Because if you're asking would, yeah. me a question, why wouldn't it be the same question to the poll so that there's because, no variable Because it's, it's usually an open-ended question on this podcast. But when I post it as a poll and there's two options, I feel like it needs to be, it's almost like a, which one is better? Not a... Like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, what's your favorite cereal? And then there's two options. It's like... Yeah, but John, the yours would make sense if you were giving people the option of answering themselves. Yeah, they're which not. Which we're not doing. Yeah, so just put it as it exists when it's asked on the podcast. No, this doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? It doesn't make sense. For example, well, so the question, the poll question for last week was, what was it? It should have been, which two species of animals would you breed together? Yeah. Is, is what it should have read. It wasn't read that way because to your point, it was if you could breed any two animals together, what would they be or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. The What it was read was if, if you could breed any two animals together, which would you choose or something? And Andrew I think answered. just put it as it exists when we are asked the question it just doesn't make it but it it like it doesn't make sense when you look at then that we sh- and we should reword try to vote. The, we should reword it on the trello in the way e- either way i said dog and eagle which yeah. is the right answer Rock flag and eagle <laughs> yep <laughs> and i said whale and bird did, andrew did you appreciate the the little labrador that i put in the, i thought it was Polk. I thought it was Porter. It looked just like him. <laughs> I know. I, honestly, I looked. <laughs> I thought yeah, to myself, looked, how did John do that? How did he make that out of Porter? <laughs> yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know, Porter is my Labrador Shiri. He's a chocolate lab, English chocolate lab. So he has a blocky head, which is exactly what I was looking at in the poll. And it was a nice touch, John, because you put the little wings on both animals. Well done. Well done. Did you see the, the quote that you said on air to put you said tag it in the poll so that i get credit for it did you see that no it was hidden it was quite small but andrew you said if you love it set it free Mm. (laughs) and you said make sure that gets in there so i put it in there nice was that was that maybe a contributor to the results we don't know maybe we don't know nobody knows because i didn't add a quote for myself Anyways, the total of 59% of the votes cast this week, Andrew, you are the winner with dog 
plus Ooh, Eagles. Closer. Yes. Than How many I votes did. did we have total? Only 34. So low, low vote total this week. Andrew gets 20 of the 34 votes. So When did that poll go out? That poll went out Saturday morning. Again, we're so aiming next, for night nighttime. Yes, the next will be in evening. This evening. Thursday. John's evening. just in his own world doing TikToks, just firing him out morning. I'm getting gathering data, you know? It's I feel like it's gotta go before <clears throat> the weekend hits because people may be too busy to be on, on the talk. I feel like it's gotta be Thursday night. Maybe probably Thursday night. It's probably yeah. the best yeah. time. Yeah. I'll post rip. it Thursday night. So, anyway, Andrew, you snapped the streak of not winning pizza polls. How does that make I you know, feel? I know, and makes me feel great, actually, because um, in the spirit of tonight's episode, as I voted, so I voted earlier today in the poll, saw that I was up. I think at the time I was up at like 60-something percent, um, and I felt, I felt good about my odds because who doesn't like dogs? Who doesn't like eagles? Like, if you don't like eagles, you're not American. You're, or you're not, yeah. I mean, and we have a lot of non American listeners, which they like dogs <laughs> more than whales. I mean, Andrew, that's just, yeah, I save, Andrew saved it. Yeah. That's at least how it goes. Um, but I did, in speaking of the pizza, I do want to, I do need to pull something up here real quick. Um, because with Chris's, Chris was photobombing us with his, homemade pizza like all day long i feel like he at least sent five or six i sent two photos for the thing it seemed like a (laughs) hundred but um let me just share my screen real quick here and then i'll get to the whole point of this the reason i bring this up is because i also ate pizza today and this is the pizza um and the reason wow. I want to bring it up is because I was craving pizza. I was like, hell, let me just see what the people recommend for Domino's. Like, what's the best Domino's pizza? And this was one that came up consistently with a lot of comments of it's a... So I went Brooklyn style, which is the thinner crust, and it's cut into the six slices. I did it well done because that's how I like my pizza. And I went with a barbecue sauce base, a bacon, pineapple, and onion topping. And uh, yeah, it was delicious. I ate the whole thing by myself. Well, Andrew, next, next order, let me give you a little, little option. Jalapeno pineapple. So I thought about, so what I will say about this pizza, it was good. It was too sweet. Too sweet with the pineapple, too sweet with the barbecue combined. So I do think it could need, could use some spice. And personally, will I go barbecue sauce base again? Maybe not. Maybe not. But the pineapple mm-hmm. was a nice touch. Shout out to nice. John from last week. Very nice. Shout out to John. So, with Andrew winning the pizza poll, that means John will be doing the spinning. But before he does that, we have a new segment, a late breaking segment called Mutant Meme-hem. What this segment is, I, earlier this week, 
I shared three screenshots from this week's episode with Andrew and John, and I asked them to provide their funniest caption for each of the memes, or each of the photos, thus making a meme. So, where previously Andrew and John worked together in a segment, this segment they're going to be working against each other. And I'm going to enlist their help and ask them to be impartial because what we're going to do is show each of the memes that they have created and then choose for each picture which meme is the best. Okay? So, this is the first picture I sent. Forgive me if it's a little blurry when you blow these things up. Sometimes they're unclear. So we have, uh, this is Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder. Really, you, you should be on the YouTube for this. Um, they're standing hands on hips in the control room with some turtles at their feet. So with Andrew being the oldest, we'll show his first. Andrew's caption. Supinated wrists are badass. Changed my mind. <laughs> and if you look, Andrew, very close attention to detail here. Shredder's wrists are, his hands are backwards. So his yeah. thumb, his thumbs are on the wrong side of his hands in animation error. So Andrew what? paying Zoom very in. close attention. What? I don't know how to do that. So I will, I will not zoom in. <laughs> John, this is the thumb. How are they? His thumb should be over here. So when I looked at this, it's just a weird because usually hands on your hips, your your the tops of your hands are facing out, the palms are facing like towards your body. So in my mind, I was like they either started drawing backwards and didn't change his hands, or they just have him in a weird, like he's standing like this. Actually, you do make because look at his shin no. guards. It almost looks like they drew him. They were drawing him facing the other way. His wrists are fine. I don't. What are you talking about? You would never. Sean, his you, thumbs are fine. When you put your hands on your hips, your thumbs are pointed to your butt. Yeah, he's just no. like, he's just, he's he got made a, a fist and put it on his, his hands aren't backwards though. But you wouldn't never, you would never stand like, if someone said put your hands on your hips, your knuckles would be facing your back. Usually. That's the natural comfort, comfortable the position. Knuckles facing your back. That's wrong. John's a fucking idiot. Don't listen to what Either way, says. it's a weird... I mean, you can't tell me that something's wrong. Yeah. There. So anyway, this was inspired by the Change My Mind meme, the guy sitting at the desk that has a poster in front. He's drinking coffee, and it says, like, something changed my mind. So Yeah, great use of the word supinated also. John's meme for this picture? Me waiting for the health to kick in after eating one salad. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> So which of the two do we think is better? We'll go Andrew first, then John. Um, I'm a gentleman, so I'm going to vote for John. So I like John's. John? Uh, I mean, I'm going to vote. <laughs> I think mine is just more objectively more funnier, if I'm being honest, but... I'm going to vote for myself as well. All right. I would have voted for John as well. So John sweeps that one. Yeah. He has one point out of three. 
Moving to the next. Here we have a scene, Splinter, uh, explaining something to the turtles. They're kind of all huddled around. I believe this is right after April called and said they were all in danger. And Splinter is like, hey, I can feel when you're in danger. So, Andrew, with the first meme, his caption, keep calm and turtle on. Famous meme we've all seen. Keep calm and carry on. Shout out Winston Churchill or whoever the fuck said that. Someone British. <laughs> so, someone. Uh, and then notice, John's. Notice Chris said British and not English, John. Just throwing yes. that out there. I didn't notice, yeah. John's. And then I said wicker, but I hardly even knew her. <laughs> I would I would imagine he has Splinter saying this. Yes. To the turtles. Yeah, group joke. Uh John, we'll start with you. Which did of the two did you think was better? Um I'm gonna go with Andrew on this one. I think it was more highbrow. Yeah, I like mine, but I think John's is funnier, so I'm gonna vote for John's. So, Chris, you're the tiebreak. I will go with Andrews only because John didn't, like, this is the joke. John didn't change it at all. He just took it from a famous joke and applied it here. Usually you have, you change up liquor to any ER word. So you could have been like, Splinter, I hardly even know her. Maybe it would have been better. A little more effort. So I'm going Andrew. All right, yeah, that's fair criticism. Okay, unoriginal from John. What is the word? We'll now go to nothing. Or just oh, Andrew, nice. we'll we'll find oh, out yeah. at the end. Yes, we'll now move to the third meme photo. Here we have April with her hand on Mikey's shoulder, consoling him at the end of the episode when he's sad, thinking of his mom. Andrew's caption. Take the red pill and you stay in Wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Matrix. Morpheus. Yeah. And John's caption. Michelangelo, it's four servings per pizza, not four pizzas per serving. <laughs> I will grade this one first. And I, Andrews made me laugh. This was my favorite of all the memes that I got. So I'm going to go with Andrew's take the red pill matrix reference. Andrew. I have to go with mine. I, th- I thought it was the most clever of the ones I could think of. And I'm usually not very funny, but this one I fucking laughed at. Yeah. I say Andrew wins that one in my mind. Okay. So Andrew wins two out of three for the inaugural mutant meme him mayhem however we're going to call that. And you may have heard him ask, what is the prize? Well, Andrew, as we head into this pizza wheel spin, the prize is that you get to swap one of your pizza's power-ups with anybody else's pizza power-up that they have. Ooh. So Uh, might be a great time to remind the listening audience and the shellcasters what... Power-ups. Yes, I will, actually. I will bring them up. So, as a reminder, there are four pizza power-up types. There is the respin, which allows you to respin the pizza wheel for a new flavor. And you can choose to respin yourself or make somebody else respin. We have the combo slice, which 
entails a second spin and requires whoever is spinning the wheel to combine the two ingredients or the two combinations. The party pizza, whoever uses this can choose whoever they want to eat that week's pizza. It can be everybody. It can be two people, whatever they want to do. And then lastly, we have the odds maker, which allows them to increase or decrease the odds of any type of pizza or any type of uh, topping on the pizza wheel. So, as of right now, we have Andrew with two respins and one combo slice, John with one of each, respin a combo slice, party pizza, and an odds maker, and I have one respin and two party pizzas. So, for winning the Me Mayhem segment, Andrew can now choose or choose not to, uh, he can swap one of his power-ups with one of anybody else's. Andrew, I will let you make that decision now. Ooh. I wasn't prepped for this, so I'm definitely going to give up one of my respins. And the question is, do I want John's odds maker since I don't have one of those and that's a rare one? Or do I want a party pizza? And the answer is, I'm taking John's Dodds Maker. I have to. All right. So Andrew loses yeah. a respin, picks up an Odds Maker, which we will change the nomenclature on. John loses one and picks up a respin. All That's right. the right move. But I feel I, like anybody would I do that. I did just think to myself, I feel like the Odds Maker, does, it, does the odds stay the same regardless of respins? How does that work? I think it's got it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the board stays even yeah. if you use a respin after. I feel like yeah. it probably right. should. Otherwise, that, that doesn't... That's not a really Otherwise, possible. it just nullifies it. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Okay. So, with that being said, as John heads in to spin the pizza wheel, Andrew now has some shuffled power-ups. And now you see why I couldn't tell you what the prize was ahead of time. Because I didn't want to influence anything. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, we have our good old wheel. I think close to 50 entries. Who's spinning? John? Yeah, John, I beat John's ass this week in the pizza poll. <laughs> so, um, John, I don't know if you can read any of those bad boys or if you can recall or want to pull up the list but um as we usually ask what are you hoping for what are you not hoping for um i i really don't i just don't want the shrimp and shrimp puff and cheese or whatever the hell that one is i think any other ones i'll be fine seafood just i'm not really a fan of on a pizza unless it's a clam and bacon pizza because that shit is delicious Coin pizzas are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, no real no real preference here. Kind of disappointed that I'm eating pizza, but that's all right. Okay. Would anybody like to use a power-up? I'm tempted Not just right. to use the newly acquired odds maker to just make that shrimp puff looking as big as possible, but I don't think I can do that. So I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to use any power-ups right now. Likewise. Okay. Spin that wheel, baby. 
away she goes. Remember, YouTube is where you can watch this in real time. Ooh, pepperoni. No, chocolate sprinkle. Wow. Ooh, chocolate on the sprinkles. Line. Ooh. This literally was on the line. Do you guys see that? Yeah. <laughs> I go chocolate, chocolate sprinkles. I'm fine with that. We might have another little Cocoa Puff situation on our hands. Yeah. Well, I will be using mm. a party pizza. Ooh. But oh. only for Andrew. <laughs> so he thought he Ooh. escaped the pizza for a week. No, no, no. You are now <laughs> eating a chocolate sprinkle pizza with John. I hope you both enjoy that. Mm. We'll see. I got some... Well, uh, I will also use a party pizza on Chris. <laughs> he ate pizza this week. Fucking the first, the inaugural wow. back-to-back pizza, I, I believe. Now, Chris. Chris Chris had a back-to-back early on because he fucked up the Twitter poll. Yeah, and I threw, I, I threw myself at the mercy of the pizza gods and ate a second pizza. Fuck, nice. I knew there was a chance that I could get party pizza back, but Andrew didn't have any, and I was like, John wouldn't fucking do that. All right. A little too, so we're all eating fucking chocolate sprinkle. It's a fucking chocolate sprinkle off, so. All right, chocolate sprinkle off it is. That wraps up the pizza wheel, and we will now go to the pizza poll question of the week. So since I ate... I will go first in answering. Andrew will read. I fucking, I always forget how this goes. I will read the question. Andrew, 1 to 48 is our random number. All right. And the random number, the random number for this week is, my number lock is not on. It is 43. 43. 43. Okay, so between the two options that you will give us, the question is, which is the better Disney princess? So I got to pick the best Disney princess? Yeah. Who is the best Disney princess or which one is the better Disney princess between the two of you? Okay. Can I answer first? Yeah, because you ate the pizza, you go first. Yes, this is a very easy answer, and it's Pocahontas. The best of all the Disney princesses. She's the strongest willed. I'll be honest, I don't remember much of Pocahontas, but she seems like the coolest. She has the coolest sidekicks. She's got the raccoon and maybe a hummingbird, and she gets to talk to that old tree and also finds Mm -hmm. love. So I like Pocahontas, and that's that based on a real story with some liberties taken. So Pocahontas. Interesting. I like that pick. I like that. It's a sleeper, perhaps sleeper pick. Um, But I'm going with what I consider to be a, also maybe a sleeper pick because she's a redhead and it's my girl, Ariel. I'm going to consider her a princess. I don't know if she actually she is. is. She's, um, Pos- she's Poseidon's daughter, I think, right? Yeah. Or King Neptune or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. Um, 
she's a babe. She is a mermaid, so the only mermaid princess in the history. She's also a redhead, which makes her like, what is it? They say like 4% of the world's population are redheads. So perhaps the only redheaded princess in history as well. I don't know. That's Um, a lot. She wears a clamshell bikini top. So for all you dogs out there. um, He's just horny. He's just. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about her. She. She is also strong-willed, and she makes some mistakes, but she learns from them, and um, she tries to find true love, which she eventually does. Um, she's willing to give up her voice for her man, which is kind of wild. She's got the best soundtrack, I will say that. Fucking Under the Sea bangs and whatever that she's, whole I'm, new world. I don't even Not think she sings world. in that one. Up there? What's the fucking... What's the song she sings about walking around? Okay. Obviously not. I take that back then. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. I'm hurting your cause here. Pocahontas, great vocalist as well. So, all right. I'm more into her as a leader and not so much attracted <laughs> in this, but hey, it's if just you're thinking me. about princesses. Um, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking for the best princess, and to me, it's Ariel. And her name starts with an A, just like Andrew, so also bonus. There's also a bonus. And red hair, just like Raphael, also a bonus. So I rest my case. Chris, I mean, Pocahontas. Bottom. She's no Pocahontas. The exploitation of Native Americans to further the white man cause. John, uh, Andrew appropriating women and that the ideal woman should be silent and not say anything. <laughs> When she's with her man, <laughs> say that. well, that's what this, that's how it's portrayed. If you want to be up, if you, if you want to be married, you better shut the fuck up. Or you could take the angle that women are the best swimmers. And therefore that's why I voted for Ariel because they win a shout out to, um, who's the Olympic swimmer that just beat Michael Phelps record. Uh, and you're really helping his case. Kristen Katie Wadecki. Wadecki, Katie Wadecki, yeah. whatever. Katie. Shout out to her. Ariel. Well, Pocahontas. John, if I was say? picking, um, I might go Elsa. Mulan. The Ice Queen. Mulan. Chris, why would you say that? I don't know. It, just... <laughs> it seemed like you Elsa, might enjoy Mulan. I think Frozen uh, is one of the better Disney movies. I would either go Elsa or Rapunzel from Tangled. Tangled Sleeper. Is Tangled the Disney, a Disney movie? Movies. Yes. It's it one of the 3D ones. Are you sure about that? Yes, I am very you sure about that. How about that meme? Shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah. sure about that? You Tim sure Robinson? about that? Yeah, fucking hilarious. Um, I almost went with Snow White because I think, isn't Snow White the first Disney princess movie? Like she's the OG princess? Uh, yeah, her Cinderella maybe. I think it's her though. Yeah, it's definitely Snow White with the dwarfs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Which, that that ride in Disney is also very fun. What does Snow White do, though? She just eats, eats the apple. It's a poison apple? Yeah, goes to sleep forever. And th- that's 100% a ripoff of um, Juliet, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, if you say so. Anyway, all right. 
Watch out for me kicking Andrew's ass in the TikTok poll this week if John fucking posted at a reasonable hour. Um, okay. So we will now move to the close of the show. Does anybody have anything they'd like to share? John, I'll let you go first. Um, I will share that I had some Ben and Jerry's ice cream this weekend. So it was a surprise dessert at this wedding that I went to. A Ben and Jerry's ice cream truck rolled up and gave out ice cream to all of the wedding guests. So well done, Mr. and Mrs. Which, which flavor did you go with? So they didn't have every flavor, but I went with sweet cream and cookies because which I'm a big milk Oreo. Oreos, yeah. which is really just Oreos with chocolate sprinkles. In a but cup, I did not go cone. Doesn't it? Isn't it a chocolate ice cream for that one for Ben and Jerry's, or is it vanilla? This one was vanilla, or it was a sweet cream um, ice cream base. base. It was good. Uh, my wife went with marshmallow sky, which was cookie dough and marshmallow. Blue. It was oh. blue ice cream. She was very nervous. I was going to make her mouth blue. It did not, in fact. So, I also had. Marshmallow Sky. So that was good. That's because Ben and Jerry's uses the good shit. Like they're not yeah. artificial dyes and shit in there. So, yeah. uh, so I yeah. bought Ben and Jerry's ice cream last week. So that's a very timely. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I might as well now. And what did I pick up? Peanut butter cup because it's the best Ben and Jerry's you can buy. And it's the best pe- peanut butter cup in the world. Um, ice cream. And for my wife, I got the chocolate cookies and cream version because i didn't know they made a non-chocolate base ice cream one well i also coincidentally for the first time in a long time had ben and jerry's this week i got two i was in the gas station and i was like you know what i don't care that these are fucking like seven dollars i'm in the mood for some ice cream so i got the real two best flavors which are chunky monkey great flavor Yes, delicious. Don't be afraid of a little flavor in your life. And this may be controversial. Cherry Garcia. I knew you were going to get that one. Cherry. Yeah, and and it's not just because I love the Grateful Dead. The black cherry. It, usually I don't like black cherries and things. Like yogurt is just a skin. Whatever they do to the cherries in that ice cream, delicious. Yep. And isn't it a chocolate it's ice cream? cream? It's a chocolate chip like ice chips. cream with yeah. Uh, yeah, with cherry, Wait, dark cherry in there. It has, oh. it's vanilla ice cream with chocolate chips and, or like chocolate yeah. chunks. They're bigger chips. And, uh, yeah, it's not chocolate cherry. ice cream. No, vanilla. Yeah. Chocolate chip ice cream implies vanilla ice cream. John. Maybe. Yes. But, anyways, yeah, Cherry Garcia is good. And cherries in ice cream also good. In that ice cream in particular. So that's fine. I knew you were going to pick that, obviously. It's very basic. So. As we know, you're very more basic than fucking cookies and cream, John. I'm. I never said I wasn't. I'm probably the most basic out of the three of us. If I had to hazard a guess, yeah, fucking Bean Boy beans. <laughs> All right, well, Bean Boy. I what? have something to say, and I wanted to save it till after John because I knew he was going to say something that wasn't important. So thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> But I uh, want to let everyone know that we will be doing our first ever TMNT Shellcast giveaway. 
which I'm teasing this week, um, but we will have the official launch of it uh, is planned for next week's episode. So definitely listen in and then check out the social media feeds because we'll have more information. It is pretty fucking awesome. So that's all I'm going to say. To be continued and good luck, everyone. So on that note, we will wrap up this episode, which again was episode 35, the Justin Verlander episode of the podcast. So see you guys all next week. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. And speaking of Cowabunga, the next episode is called Cowabunga Shredhead, which I'll be hosting episode number 36. All right. Too bad, John, didn't get that one. Sorry, John. (laughs) See you guys later. Bye.